0: Welcome to TA1. Everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary road-weary Randy Erickson. Got back last night from the NARS Championships. Got home about 8 o'clock after a nice 12-hour drive. Oh, okay, 11-hour drive with a couple of breaks to move around a little bit. An exciting race. Um, The top six teams were all within... Roughly two hours. Uh, Wadali led basically wire to wire, had about just under an hour. And, uh, oh, let's see, who was. Okay, Naira, Main Nerve, and Silent Chasers were all within like eight minutes. And, um, who else was in the front group? Uh, Untamed New England, and my mind is blank. Anyway, exciting race. It's one of those, I, you know, thought it maybe, John, John thought maybe 24, 26 hours. They were right around 18. Um, if you made a little mistake, you could drop two or three places, or four, or five, just like that. So, it was fun. Great area for racing, even though. All the the uh, teasing I made of racing in Iowa—it was great course. Um, weather cooperated. It was supposed to be raining all day Friday and Saturday, and didn't really rain until Saturday. So the last few teams got to ride a couple hours in the rain and get their bikes clean. So, uh, damn, that's it for adventure racing till uh, February. What are we gonna do? Get the withdrawals. The shakes, the DTs, all that good stuff. So, uh, Confirmed Baja. So we'll have that to talk about. We'll, we'll be talking about adventures. Don't worry. I'll find very interesting people for you all to listen to over the winter. I got some good ideas, so we'll, we'll make it happen. Anyway, this is um, Checkpoints. The uh, female team... Winners from the other national championships, Isara race. So uh, we talk about it a little bit, but I have all three members of the team on Karen and Casey and Jesse, and kind of had a good time. So we're going to chat with all of those those three uh, separately over the next uh, few weeks. So enjoy this sort of uh, teaser trailer buffet of uh, the Chick Point racers. That's it. Go fast. Take chances. Thanks for listening. And uh, here we go. Hello. Hi, Casey. Hi. This is is Randy. Hi, Randy. Okay, so we got one. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. I got to go to... Here, and I want to... No, not that one. I got to find the right thing that I want to do. Okay. And now, let's see. I'll call Jazz.
1: I know she's waiting. We've been texting. (laughs) Okay. Been to Colorado yesterday morning.
0: Oh, so they've been been traveling, huh? Yeah, she's actually making a big move. Huh. Hello, this is Jess. And there's... Hi, Jess. This is Randy. So hi, Jess. hi, Let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> so so I, I did this with two last week, and it worked good, so now we'll go for number three. Okay. And I have to add Karen. Okay. Oops, if I could spell it right. <laughs> there it is. And add. It's it's a little confusing for me because the phones don't ring for when I add people. No, no. Oh. So
2: you're calling through Skype. Is that what? I yeah.
0: Said? Yep. Yeah. So. And. Yay! It works. We have. <laughs> Three, I'm yay. I'm Karen,
2: <laughs> yep, I'm here. Yay,
0: cool. All right, well, let's not get too too because then things go to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to the most probably going to be the most confusing podcast that I've ever done. But so, oh. so we're gonna we're gonna power through. Okay, the first thing we need to do is everybody introduce themselves, so I won't remember whose voice is what, but smarter listeners will, so who wants to introduce themselves first?
1: Uh, I'll go. I'm Katie okay. Hill, and I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, and I've been in adventure racing just over two and a half years.
0: Okay. And
2: I'll go next. Um, I am Jess Evans, and um, I recently lived in Dayton, Ohio, but um, I just, just moved to Colorado around the Colorado Springs area. And I have been racing for, I think, um, eight or nine years, something like that. <laughs>
0: no. okay. okay. And, and then, last uh, but not least...
2: I'm Karen um, I live in Lexington I'm from Scotland originally And I probably started racing uh, Adventure races about I think it's probably about 12 years ago I think 2005
0: So, well, so we got a, a A variety there Well at least I'll Know when Karen's talking <laughs> 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 So And you guys are like national champions Congratulations Thank you. Yeah, thank you. um, I could probably just say, tell me about the race and then just sit back and listen, right?
2: Yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, all right. um, We'll split the race into three parts. And then each of you can, and uh, Karen, you take the first part. And then Casey, you take the second part. And then Jess, you take the third part. And then I'll ask questions
2: okay Okay. well I guess um, I'll start at the beginning and start with the paddle Um, or I should start before that because I rode all the way to the race with Casey and Jess and they were so super excited about racing and they kept saying we're going to do great and I was really nervous because I felt like I was the one that was going to be doing most of the navigating and I was like what if we get lost and so I think I was more nervous before we got started. Um, and the beginning of the race was a paddle. And once we got on the water and started paddling and we got the first couple of checkpoints, then I totally came down and started having fun. And, um, there's no one I'd rather have in the back of my boat than Casey because she is an awesome communicator and, uh, wherever we needed to go I'd tell her which direction we're headed and she got us going that way Um, and we got every checkpoint we wanted on the water Uh, it was a nice paddle it was a flat lake Um, we stopped about in the middle of the paddle and did a little orienteering section and we kind of split that up they gave us two maps so we could split up the teams Casey and I went one direction and Jess went in the other direction to get the checkpoints, Um, and that's where I went wrong a little bit. I missed a turn on a trail and ended up um, on a parallel, I can't remember if it was a power line or something, but we corrected pretty quickly and got back and got all the checkpoints and met up with uh, Jess, who I think got interviewed for one of the live sections on the um, Facebook page. Cool. And then we got back in our boats and headed to the bikes. That, that part was pretty uneventful, and I felt like that went really well, and we worked well as a team in the boat. So that's that's the first section. Okay.
0: So, all right, Casey.
1: Am I next? Yep. Okay. Yep. So after we got out of the boat um, – we had a short trek from where we got out to get up to our bikes and on the way we had a water source and I'm probably the heaviest drinker on our team and I was already due to refill my hundred ounce bladder in one of my bottles. So we stopped on our way up there
0: and, um,
1: I refilled my bladder and I was drinking sword in my bladder, water in my bottles, and then we were getting ready to leave. Um, and something entertaining a guy from another team i think it was team yeti Was the team Mm -hmm. name and uh he asked jess if he could wipe his glasses on the rag on her pack and karen had given each of us a rag to put on our pack before the race basically for us to blow our noses into Mm -hmm. um and jess warned him that that was her snot rag and he proceeded to wipe his glasses. <laughs> he was like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but then we made the trek back up to the bike TA. And as we were going up the hill, we got to see teams coming out of it. And we got to see the 361 Adventures male team come down. So screamed like wild banshees, cheered them on. And then we got up to our bikes. And um, I felt like we weren't there long which I normally linger in TAs and need to be told it's time to go. Um, felt like we were pretty much in and out of there and went on a short bike on the road, and then there was a local um, standing kind of waving us into a parking lot, just telling us, hey, hey, you all, I'm just trying to help, and kind of waved us into the canal loop where we got um, our first punch on the bikes. My goodness, right, girls? Yep.
2: So far, so good. (laughs) And then
1: we um, headed down the canal loop, and I heard um, Brian come up behind us, and he was talking to Jess, and they had previously raced together.
0: And I heard him talking
1: about – From from Dino Series. Dino Dino
2: Series. Yeah
1: that uh he missed having Jess as a teammate and I was just thinking about how lucky I am that I get to race with her and get to race with Karen. And normally I don't get really sentimental until my blood sugar drops and we're later in the race. <laughs> but it seems like from the very like from the paddle coming off the O section I just I felt so bad for everyone else that they didn't get a race with Karen and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> And so when I heard him talking, I was just kind of like, oh, I feel really bad for him. And it ended because I was like, but I'm really happy for me. (laughs) And about that time we got to checkpoint 10, which took us down to the riverside. And -hmm. then I thought that put us at the actual river crossing. But it didn't. You had to walk up the bank before you got to the safety lines for the crossing. So um, we were walking on the side, but it was still like rocks, slick rocks underneath. It wasn't like walking on beach or sand. And uh, about fell once, and so I thought it was time to put my bag into, or my pack into my dry bag. And Karen had already done the same, and Jess was putting hers into a garbage bag and then trying to figure out, how can we try and keep our bikes up as high as possible and hold on to our dry bags um, and hold on to the safety lines? Because we saw the racers crossing the river, and I was thinking it would be like waist-deep water, but it was up to some people's chest. And I thought, oh, gosh, it's going to be up to my chest. Then I thought, I'm 5'10". Jess, how tall are you? <laughs> um, I'm just under 5'3". Yeah, and so I, I was immediately thinking, uh, if it's going to be that high on me, wh- what about Jess? <laughs> and um, so we just talked, we're like, if we have to take multiple trips, it's not a big deal. We're already wet. We'll get everything across. Um, I ended up with uh, my bag and my right hand holding onto the safety line and then kept my bike and my left hand downstream. And it basically ended up floating. And I just hope that my bottom bracket and everything wasn't just getting completely flooded. And um, we were making it away. Karen got across first. And I, Jess, you were ahead of me, weren't you? Yeah, I was ahead of you. And then, yeah, you came last. Okay. And then as I was coming across, uh, Brian Grafton from Topo, which just walking down the middle of the safety lines with the bike just held above his head, I thought, oh my gosh, that'd be so great if I could lift my bike above my head. But my bike's very heavy and it wasn't going to happen. So I heckled Brian as he went across and he did great. Uh, we came out of the water and it was time to switch maps before we rolled into Jim Thorpe, where we checked in for the King of the Mountains section, which we had already decided to drop some of those points. And um, I would guess this is this is where, Jeffrey, you would take over the next section. Sure.
2: Yeah, you sure, go with this can... one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, so we were in this town, Jim Thorpe. Um, Jim Thorpe, well, I, I can't think it's on both sides of the river, but the side of the river that we were on the west, um it it's it, it the town is like built in this little narrow valley between these two huge mountains so it was really pretty cool but it was also very steep to get up we had decided that we were going to skip i think about five checkpoints which was on the south southern mountain and go to the northern mountain and start with checkpoint 16 so first we had to figure out how to get out of the town and start making our way up to that checkpoint and um, we managed to find some roads through the town that, that went up the hill par, or part par way up the mountain. And then eventually we found this um, very rocky um, trail up to the top. And it was a bike push, because um, there is no, no way we could ride that. <laughs> um, as we were going up that, um, we saw, well, Mark latanzi's team. I I can't remember what they were called. Like tansy
0: something, zan or something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They they passed us, and they were pushing their bikes too, but they were clearly walking a lot faster than we were. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, but coming down that trail, we saw adventure medical kits, and then I think. Maybe, I can't remember the other team, if it was Untamed New England, one of those, one of those teams. Anyway, so we were right around some, some top teams, but of course we had skipped a bunch of checkpoints, so, um, but it was neat to see all those teams there. Um, we, so we got up the, the mountain, got that checkpoint, then we rode back down again, and then got on a, um, single track trail, which was kind of on and off. We could ride a little bit, then we had to push, then we had to ride. Um, and in that section, we were, we were passed by a few teams as well. I think Goodenough out of Georgia, out of uh, Florida passed us, and I can't remember some of the other ones. Um, um, then we made our way up to the next TA. I think, I think this was, well, I guess this was TA one. I guess this was where was the first T, well, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it was just a man checkpoint. Sorry, I'm getting confused here, but it was a man checkpoint. Um, And when we were up there refilling our water, this was um, probably about six o'clock in the evening. So we've been racing for um, quite a bit of the day. I think the race started at 9 a.m. The 361 Adventure all-male team caught up to us again. And so we got to say hi to them again. It it was fun seeing them on and off throughout the race. Um, And then we left that section or that PA that or checkpoint or whatever it was, um, right as the sun was going down. So then our ride down to um, the river was, um, it was beautiful. We were in um, forest that we could see the sun going down, and it was just a beautiful section to be riding. And it was pretty easy riding, too. It was kind of a nice grassy trail. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we... You know, darkness fell, and then we rode um actually down to the river, we did have to kind of pull push our bikes. We didn't actually ride the trail down. It was a pretty straight, steep, rocky trail. um then we um, we had to cross over some railroad tracks and we got on the canal trail, which that's nice and flat, running along the river, so we were on the canal trail, mm-hmm. and um, um, we had we went to these. This ruins where we we're supposed to get our next checkpoint, and there was a bunch of teams roaming around trying to find the checkpoint. And um, we had gotten there right around the t- same time as the 361 um, Adventure Mail team got there. So um, I roamed around, I found the checkpoint, and Matt from the 361 team he was following me, so so he got it. And I think you know because <laughs> your, light, your lights your lights kind of give it away. Everybody else started finding yeah. it right then too. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. hard to hide the checkpoint at night. Um, so then the next checkpoint was at the top of this the next mountain at this cabin. And so we we found we found the trail up and it was very steep. Everybody was pushing their bikes. We would like push for a few steps and then stop and take a rest because it was it was so steep. And of course there was one point where there was a tree that was down. So then you had to be you're standing on this steep hill trying to pick up your bike, put it over this log um and of course Casey's bike weighs like a ton it's a, it's a tank so <laughs> i forgot about the tree i forgot
1: about lifting the bike over the tree
2: <laughs> yeah i was like oh my gosh how am i going to do this without falling backwards down the hill <laughs> um so then we get to the top and i usually carry the um the punch card so um, I, w- I saw the cabin, I started heading towards the cabin because the checkpoint was supposed to be around the cabin, and then I suddenly saw these two four wheelers and I was like, uh oh, there's somebody here. This, this can't be the right cabin. But um the one of the hunters, he kind of um poked his head around the corner of the cabin and said, Yeah, it's over here. So <laughs> so, so I run up and, and, and punt it. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Um so that was kind of that was funny. Um and then we were at a point where um, we were right next to private land and there uh, was a, a hunting um, camp or something that was just to the um, west of us. I think it was west. Yeah. And we, and we were told specifically in the race um, in the, the race meeting that we were not allowed to step foot on that private land at all. So um so we found there was um, – on the trees, there were these signs that said no trespassing, no trespassing. So we basically stayed to the um, right of those trees to make sure that we didn't step foot on the, the, the hunting ground, the hunting property um, our camp. But, but we saw a ton of racers and lights on the other side of that going up the hill. And we were like, what are they doing? They're not supposed to be there. Um, so anyway – Apparently, there was an easier trail going up the hill on that side we found out later. <laughs> but we – so we tried to follow the rules as we thought they were, and um, so we started – we had to go up this mountainside full of rocks and boulders, and it was not a bike push. It was a bike drag, and you, like, drag your bike up over this big boulder and then go a few steps and drag it up the next boulder. <laughs> so it was – uh it was – it was very physically tough. It was exhausting. And I thought, I mean, it was probably, um, I don't know, maybe midnight or something by the time we were here at this point. And I really thought that we would be dragging our bikes up that mountain the rest of the night. I was like, <laughs> we're going to be here till dawn. <laughs> Jeff told me I had till 3 p.m.
1: the next day. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> He's like, it's okay yeah. you have all night. <laughs>
0: Yeah, take your time. What do you else you got to do?
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well and then I thought I'm just I'm just gonna stay here. This is where I live now and it just wasn't an option and I saw Karen uh Karen lifted her bike over her shoulder like briefly and made a good few paces ahead of us and I was like, Oh, I gotta be able to pick it up and I didn't think I could do it and was venting to Jeff and she was just talking me through it and then she's like if I have to I'll come down and help you with your bike and I was like oh my gosh this is so horrific I cannot put another bike carry on my teammate so (laughs) I just if she took a step I took a step and I think I'm pretty sure she stayed within a step of me to keep me motivated like that because if she moved I moved even if it wasn't as far if it
2: just moved I moved <laughs> yeah so i we i got i got casey through that section but i mean it was but it was also good to see karen was just making great progress up the hill so that was also encouraging for me i was like yep karen's doing it i can do it so it was <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was a tough tough point in the race though for sure that was definitely the toughest point i I saw for all of us because I think at that point we'd all had enough, and so that was definitely the toughest point. And I definitely I looked at I saw these guys walking by with their bike on their back, and so oh that looks good, I'll do that. But I didn't get very far doing that because I couldn't keep my balance and my bike up, so that didn't last too long. It made me feel like the steep
1: bike push up to the cabin because I remember pushing up that, and I was like, I've never pushed anything this vertical. And I thought it was funny that we saw Sean LeMask 361 boys, and I had made the comment about how I don't mind bike pushing at dinner the night before, and I retracted (laughs) that statement when he shined his headlamp in my eyes. (laughs) And then when we were on, I thought, it couldn't be any worse than this. And it wasn't 20 minutes later we were doing the
2: the bike bouldering,
1: bike drag, and it just made me wonder what else we would do that night.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Casey definitely yeah. jinxed us by saying the night before that she would, she didn't mind doing bike pushes. 100%. <laughs> it was
1: all me. I it was my
0: fault. It happens every time, yep. <laughs> what a great place to break in and tell you about Adventure Enablers. You probably know them from races like Cowboy Tough, AR World Championships this year and your Shenandoah Epic. Well, now check out their latest event in the AR World Series circuit. The Shenandoah Tough. It's a 3.5 day 3.5 day race across the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia just outside of uh, Washington, D.C. It's an area of the hub of outdoor adventures including some of the best mountain biking on the East Coast. So, if you want to get some grit with a side of grits, sign up now. I bet you they fill. I bet you they fill early. Um, you can learn more at ShenandoahTough.com and AdventureEnablers.com. And as usual, those links will be in the show notes. Now, on with the story. Yeah. So, so, did you ever make it to the top? We did! No more <laughs> Yay! We are there now.
2: <laughs> there were there were, um, two checkpoints at the top. We got one of them, and then we decided to skip the second one. Um, we were just like, you know, we're, we're we're tired already. We're like, you know, we're just gonna move on. <laughs> so, um, and the first one took us a little while to actually find. Um, so, but we did. Once we got it, we were like, we're heading out of here. So we headed to the next um, manned checkpoint, um, managed to find our way out of that. That was a little bit of a maze of trails that was kind of confusing. Um, but then we uh, managed to get to that PA or checkpoint. And there was another all-female team um, at that checkpoint when we got there. I think Dirty Skirts was was there. Um <clears throat> So then so then we had to head down let me see if I can remember we had to head down to the to the to back down to the river and um, head over to the, um, the 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 next river crossing and I think there was two checkpoints that we had to get before we went to the next river crossing so we got down to the canal road got those checkpoints fairly easily um, and then we we had be started talking about because it was you know, at night, we're getting cold. Um, We started talking about, do we really want to do that river crossing? You know, if it's anything like the one that we had done earlier in the day, you know, I didn't, I was like, I'm going to get really cold. And that's something that at night you tried to avoid as much as possible. So, um, so we were starting to talk about maybe we should um, not do the, the river crossing. And I had looked at the map and it looked like it was if we did didn't do the river crossing, it was seven and a half miles. If we did do the river crossing, it was four miles. But there was also like a lot of trails, and you just weren't sure how how good the trails were. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. we had basically come to the conclusion that we were not going to do the river crossing. We we're going to ride around across the bridge and stay on the road. So, so we we had to we did have a checkpoint though down by the river. So we had to go down this very steep bank from the canal trail down to the down there and we were so glad we didn't have to take our bikes down there so we left our bikes up top crawled down checked um you know uh, got the checkpoint talked to the volunteer down there saw people crossing the river and it was flowing a lot faster um it wasn't as deep but it was flowing pretty fast so we were like yeah yeah we don't want to do that um so we crawled back up the bank got on our bikes and we went further down the um, canal trail and got on the road and rode back, rode to TA2 where we would start our trekking section and um, later we had heard from the 361 Adventure guys that it was a good idea that we didn't do that river crossing because they were saying on the other side of the river was a very steep muddy muddy bank that you had to climb up again with your bikes. and then once you got onto the trail, the trail wasn't very rideable so it just would have been slow going anyway so we probably made just as good a time if not better time by going around than um, especially with the especially with the fatigue kicking
1: in because it was that point mm -hmm. after we got that punch on the canal trail Karen started getting pretty tired on her bike and I shortly after started getting very tired on my bike and so Jess was doing everything she could to keep us engaged and awake on our bikes down to singing musicals trying to come up with any song that all of us knew and normally I have a song in my head no matter what we're doing and then as soon as it comes time to like say well what song do you know all the words to I can't think of a single song and we're all going through songs and I think the only two that we were able to sing most of the words to were um what did we get Wham, me up. wakes me up before you
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> go go <laughs> and uh the the proclaimers 500 miles
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Jess is an yeah. excellent singer if you haven't
2: heard her <laughs> yes excellent singer <laughs> so. well thank you <laughs> yeah.
0: um,
2: so and so so at this point also I had I had taken over navigation because Karen was really tired um And yeah, so basically, yeah, I was trying to get them both through and, um, keep them engaged somehow. And, um, but eventually we got to TA2 and there's two trekking sections. There was actually an orienteering section where you had 20 checkpoints and there was, um, just a regular like trekking section, um, where there was like, I want to say, I don't know, 12 or, you know, something like that checkpoints. And so... We discussed it briefly, which one we wanted to do first. We decided to do the orienteering first because there was more checkpoints in a smaller area. Um, and this is like 3 a.m. now, so we're trying to make decisions at 3 a.m., yeah. <laughs> which I think we made the right one, though, um, because yeah. we really felt like that we wouldn't have enough time to get to the other trekking section and then get back to the finish by 3 p.m. So... Um, um, so we uh, decided to um, go for the orienteering. And um, Karen took back the map where she got the orienteering map. And I think that kind of woke her up. She started getting engaged again. Um, Casey stayed pretty sleepy still. So um, <laughs> I had her hang – <laughs> go on, Casey. <laughs> I, lost- I couldn't find two of my – I
1: had planned to drink three Energize. I drank my first one when we left the main station when we saw 361 – like, back before the sun went down. <laughs> and then I went uh, at the TA when we, like, ate and changed to get the other two out. And I took my pack apart and could not find them. So this was going to be the first night that I had raced without my energy drink. And I thought, "Ah, oh, it won't be that bad. I have race adrenaline that wore off yeah. 30 seconds into walking on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I had her yeah. hang
2: on to my pack so that at least mm-hmm. she would be going in the right direction and, and moving at, a, <laughs> at somewhat yes. of a decent pace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I felt like one of those big cruise ships that needs a little tugboat to get them out of the canal. <laughs> oh. yeah.
2: yeah, it was it was good though. And then um, so then Karen was was um, navigating, and we. Got the first um, first three checkpoints pretty easily. I think al- also during that time we did decide to stop and take a twenty minute nap. Um, I kept looking at my watch every five minutes to make sure that we didn't oversleep. <laughs> but <laughs> but we it was did like take a we blinked. Quick... yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it was I on... we blinked. <laughs>
2: He lay um, down and then, on a mylar
1: blanket, and I thought, there's no way I'll be able to fall asleep. And Jess was like, it's time to go. I'm like, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then every time we, um, Karen and I stopped to talk, to talk over the map and kind of discuss it, um, Casey would lay down. <laughs> she was like, I just need to lay down for a second.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if it helped, but it did. I was excited to lay down. So at least it got me excited. And then the other thing that would wake me up is if I got scared. So, like, I had to go to the bathroom at one point, and they were barely out of my sight, and that scared me, but at least woke me up a little bit. So I was willing to take anything to make me a bit more aware at night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the fourth checkpoint, we went for um, a couple of times, and we just – we just couldn't find it and I don't know if it was just because we were tired or, or what or we're just hit, trying to attack it wrong, but we just couldn't find it. So we eventually gave up on that one. Um, Karen was persistent enough on the fifth one that we found that one because we were also struggling with that one. And then she, she kind of, um, zeroed in on it from I guess a boulder that she saw on the map. So, so that worked out well. And then after that, things started moving pretty smoothly. We started getting checked every, all the checkpoints that we went for. Um we the sun rose while we were doing that that section, and um, we I did I did make a mistake. I was at checkpoint eight and I was and we hadn't gotten seven yet, and I um, don't even know why I just suddenly punched in the seven box. And that's a 20 minute penalty. And I was like, oh no, I tried right, right as I did it. I, I just was picking myself. I don't know what where my brain was. So, um so then all of a sudden we had to plan that into our, our our race too we're like okay we're gonna have a 20 minute penalty so now we need to be back at least 20 minutes before 3 3 p.m um so um we, we were thinking and everybody's energy was kind of low so we were like well let's try to finish this around 10 30 in the morning and because we um, were told to take everybody at least an hour and a half. I think to get back to the finish and we wanted to give ourselves a buffer time because we don't know if we'd be duping very fast. So we thought, okay, let's try to finish by ten thirty in the morning. And we had gotten 15 checkpoints by around ten thirty ish and decided, okay, that's good. Um, we'll, we'll head back in now. So we left five out there in that orienteering section. Um, and then we got back into the TA. We decided to just go for one checkpoint on the next trekking section because it was really close by we we're like, well, we're here, let's go get it. So we went out, we got that one, and then we got back in and we hopped on our bikes. We had the final bike leg back into the finish and there were three checkpoints along the way. So um we started heading out and at that point um we discovered that both Karen and Casey had run out of food. Neither of them had any food left.
1: All gone. So
2: yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I we'd um, even
1: overpack. Oh, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say. What did you? This minute before we left that morning, I had planned out my nutrition, had plenty of food for the race, had already packed extra for emergency, and then like that last minute before we walked out of the house, put extra food into my pack, and so I still hmm. can't imagine. I think at night I was trying to like I was eating to try and make myself wake up or stay awake um, I was just shocked that I ate all my food and then that Karen had eaten all hers but she may have lost some, some food at some point
2: I think I lost my sandwiches somewhere I was sure I had four sandwiches and I only ate two so I'm pretty sure I dropped them out of my bag when I was cleaning it out or putting something away or something but luckily Jess had had another
1: stash that met everyone's nutrition requirements <laughs>
2: <laughs> at least to get us back to the fitness yeah but also if we had spent so much energy climbing up those really steep hills in the middle of the night that I think we were eating more food consuming more calories than maybe we uh, normally would have that might have yeah, contributed it, to it too yeah. when we got back into
1: that TA at 10 o'clock in the morning you think about like if you have a really hard training day i don't really get hung super hungry until the next morning it was the next morning but we were still racing and i was ready for like brunch i was ready for (laughs) some food and not a cliff cliff shop walk
0: (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) exactly so we managed to um get on our bikes i got some food into karen and casey and um, kind of got Karen, Casey's um, energy back up. She was still in pretty low at that point, point. Um, and Karen was back to was was navigating again. Although um, she'd been doing all the navigating actually most of the day, and then um, um, let's see here, what was I going to say? Casey kind of got got her energy back up, and we got the next two checkpoints, next three checkpoints actually. The the last one before the finish was at Split Rock. Um, which was pretty neat. And um, Valerio, one of the photographers from USARA, he was right there taking a picture of everybody as they came to the checkpoint and and, uh, got the punch. Um, So all three of us were there, and we we got a nice picture of all three of us at Split Rock. And then we rode into the finish, and we finished, um, I guess it was, we were out for 28 hours. So we got back around 1, right? Isn't that what it was, 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one. Yes. Yeah. Just after one. Yeah. So yeah. So we had we had um, additional time. We you know thinking back, we we're like, oh, we could have gotten more checkpoints. But realistically, you know, both Karen and Casey had run out of food. Um, energy was low. So really, it was probably just perfect timing at the, how much we got back. We couldn't have been out there till the last minute anyway. I think.
0: So yeah. So yeah, your timing was impeccable. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got like a million questions, but I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna ask you guys to talk among yourselves for like two minutes because I have my little dog that wants to go out for a bano. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
0: So so just chat among yourselves, remember some everybody else will hear us, and I'll be back in like two minutes. Is that is that cool?
2: Yep. Yeah, oh, fine.
0: Okay. All right. Be right back. Okay. Yeah. So, um, this.
2: did I cover everything? I can't, I, I don't know if I, I felt like Casey, you did a lot more detail. So I was worried. Was uh, well, detailed enough.
1: Well, would you know more about like, um, like what direction we're walking and yeah. what our strategy is? I'm like, I ran my mouth too much about bike fishing the night before. I was no. thinking about this song.
2: I wish I had a no. potato. <laughs> no, it's good to hear that
1: kind of human stuff, too.
2: <laughs>
1: and then and, uh, Karen and having her wee sip of scotch at like 2 in the morning. Oh, that, I
2: forgot oh, about, about that. that.
1: Oh, because I loved it because she was so tired that she thought that was a good idea. And I was like, Karen, <laughs> You're, you already can't walk straight. And she's like, oh, you know, uh, I don't really like it. And, you know, it'll wake me up. And I was just like, well, she's the boss. So here we go. Oh, <laughs> and so good. It,
2: Yeah. Well, you guys are good, so good at remembering the order. You're talking about what we did. And I was like, well, did we do that first? Or did we do that first? I don't even remember which order we did things in. Like, after the paddle, I'm like, Okay. I don't remember what did we get before we got over the water, and then I remember singing songs, and uh, I couldn't remember where the bike walk up the hill, I just knew it was at night time, the bouldering up the hill, and then we had, because we pedaled along as the sun was setting in the bracken field, and I was like, yeah. when did we do that? I thought that was before the boulder field, but it must, it must have been before the boulder field. I thought it was after. On the way
1: before we got to twenty-two, because remember we split from the boys, and the boys went on some up and down route. Yeah, and we got to the yeah. same checkpoint before them. Yeah, and
2: that was and that was before the, river. the boulders. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. No, we we okay. Went. That's right. Yeah. Then it was connected Can't remember.
0: Yeah.
1: To the ruins.
2: Steep push. Yeah. So that all came after. where we sat
1: down, and I was like, one more team will go by, and then we're getting up and we'll finish it and it was Sean he, he said you, you can hear him. he's like okay, okay so you think of this bike <laughs> it's a fucking bad idea <laughs> I'm gonna learn to shut my mouth at dinner <laughs> <laughs> but now you're getting
0: a new okay. bike so was all worth it
1: yep. it is I went new bike work today yeah Bill Crank built a um, expert specialized chisel, and he brought it yeah. in today for me to try. First thing I did, I went in, and I picked it up. <laughs> this is great.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'm back. Actually, I've been back. I've been listening to you because it's like listening to racers after a race. One of my <laughs> yeah. favorite things. Did you hear? Okay, did you
2: heard the um, comments that that um, Karen took a little of whiskey like in the middle of the night. Did you hear us talk about that?
0: No. 2 a.m.
2: 2 a.m. She had a wee sip. Well, uh, we were
1: we always, on,
0: yeah.
1: on our way into the TA2 where we had skipped out on the river crossing and we were going up the road. We'd come off the canal loop, just kept us awake with the singing and then we had some long road hills to get to the TA
0: and when we
1: felt like we were falling asleep, just said it's better to be walking your bike than to fall asleep riding your bike so we were doing some bike pushing literally just to stay awake and um i carry a thing of jura scotch in my pack for karen and myself i started carrying it in my pack when we did a rogue months ago as a joke if we ever needed a wee sip during a race and um I was naming off everything I had to try and wake her up. We were asking her questions about Kit, doing everything to wake her up. And uh, I brought up the the scotch, and she was like, "Oh, maybe I will have a wee sip." And uh, I thought I, I didn't think that's what she'd go for because I've never seen Karen really, really tired. She's always always just been Karen, kind of unshakable. Never really seemed tired to me, and. She was tired. I was like, "Oh, she's human," and she's like, I, get, "I need to wake up." And she she wanted the scotch. I got it out. I didn't think it was a good idea because she wasn't even pushing her bike in a straight line. And she she took it. She doesn't, but she doesn't really like it. She says the taste of not liking it is what would wake her up. I mean, it worked. I felt like we I felt like we picked it up and got to the TA after that.
0: Or I
2: might have yeah. just imagined that, but I thought it went
0: well. <laughs> I think it worked just well. well, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So, well, I have my friends, I don't know, you might know them Dave Quinn and Tracy Robinson, the racers. But let's see, they got like engaged sort of like like four years ago, and they were coming out here to the Black Hills for World Row So I bought a bottle of scotch. For him, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it literally has not been out of my truck for four years, so it's uh, it's uh, s- still under the seat waiting for him. But I think I'm going to see him next summer, so it's going to be well aged.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it will.
0: Okay, let's questions. Um, why are you guys racing? on an all- women's team. I'm assuming you've raced with the boys before, so
1: yeah, I think yeah, we've um, all we've all raced co-ed before.
0: So.
2: Yeah. I think so, I, um, it was I did the um, nationals about four years ago, and I think that's when they first started having like you could race as an all-male team or an open team. And there was no female teams, and I remember at that time I was like, "You know what? I, I want to have an all female team. Why don't we have any all female teams?" And I think the spur to get us going was um, Flying Squirrel Adventures offered a three hundred dollars scholarship to any all women's teams that qualified. And that year, I was planning. I was racing all the races solo, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is our opportunity!" And I said to Casey, "Casey, we've got to do this." I don't think she was planning to race the fig that year either or hadn't decided. Um, And so all the other teams had, all the other females that we knew were already on other teams, and so we talked one of our friends, Bethany, into racing with us, who had never done an adventure race before in her life, just so that we could qualify for nationals. And uh, Bethany was not interested in racing 24 hours, so that's when we knew we had to have yes because she is such a strong um female and such a strong racer um that we asked her and she said yes right away so um that's how we came to race as an all women team and I'm not sure the other two can probably tell you why they wanted to do it
1: <laughs> i was on my way home from nationals the previous year from augusta georgia and was ready for a break. I didn't know if I was going to race FIG or volunteer, even though FIG's my favorite race. Um, and then Stephanie put the thing out through Flying Squirrel for the scholarship and the message box on um, Facebook just lit up. And Karen was like, we had already raced an all-female team at Sheltowee Extreme the previous summer. Um, and she's like, oh, we, we've got to do it. And I was like, you know, I'm lucky that I get to, train and race with Karen and that I have a friend like that that inspires me and pushes me to do these things and I, I completely trust her so she's like if, if you want to do nationals with an all-female team that's who I want to race with it's not a matter of if I was going to do it who would I choose it was that I want to do this with Karen and um, then when we knew that we qualified with, and our friend Bethany wasn't interested I haven't really been in the sport that long and I don't know everyone and she she told me that uh, Jess Evans is, is going to race with us and she was pumped about it so I was pumped about it <laughs> 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 then we did like a, a short training ride together um, on the pavement and I was like oh Jess is so nice she's such a nice girl and like I knew all the races and things Jess had done because I was actually kind of intimidated to meet to meet her the first time uh because of all the rides and uh things she'd accomplished but sweet as can be and then we did another team training at Cave Run where we just uh mountain biked all morning and then floated in the lake together and I was like oh, my gosh, this is our nationals team. We are going to, like, this is going to be the best ever. And it, it truly was. I wouldn't have wanted to do this with anyone else. I I still stand firm that um, I'm lucky because Karen and Jess were my teammates. <laughs> so.
2: Well, you would think that, that I was some amazing strong racer, by the way, that <laughs> Casey's talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. I'm 100% right. <laughs> I'm just an average racer. <laughs> but um, I had been, for the last few years, I've been racing with um, Dino Series on their co-ed team. And uh, I'd been going to nationals with them. And um, after nationals last year, I was like, well, you know, I'm not sure. I was starting to get interested in doing more um, longer races, like expedition races. Um so um because uh, Three Sixty One Adventures was putting on the expedition race in um last April um at the breakdown and so I started getting interested in that and um the team only mostly lost. Um they were interested too and their female racer couldn't do that race, so they asked me to join them and we decided um at the fig that we'd have like a little twelve hour race together to kind of see how we all fit and everything. So we did um, the fig when Casey and Karen and Bethany were racing to try to get a slot for an all-female team. I was racing with them. Um, only Mostly Luck got the the national slot to go to nationals, but they have their regular female racer. And I had said to them ahead of time, I'm not expecting to go to nationals with you guys. You can still take Laura. Um, I'll just help you qualify. And then, you know, I'll, I'll get on a team. Don't worry. I'm not worried about <laughs> it. So. So um, and so basically that happened. I they qualified and they um, so they took Laura to Nationals. And so I was available and uh Karen had asked me in February she had just pinged me. Well, cuz first she had asked Laura cuz she thought I was going to Nationals with only Mostly Lost. She asked Laura and Laura's like, "No, I'm going to Nationals with Only Mostly Lost." She said, "Well, what's Jess doing?" And just, she was like, "I don't know. Ask her." So Karen asked me and I was like, "That's a great idea. I'd love it." The idea of going, of doing, going to nationals on an all-female team was exciting to me because I I wanted to try it, but, um, I wasn't, I hadn't helped anyone qualify, so I wasn't expecting that. So I was very, very flattered when Karen asked me to, to be on the team. I was very excited. And then I did the breakdown with only mostly dot lost, the four-day expedition race, and then I did, um, the, um, adventure enablers, um, world championship race in Casper, Wyoming with Three Sixty One adventures. I did that six day race and that was so much fun. Mm. And Randy, you interviewed, um, Jim and I in, um, uh, <laughs> um, what was the town? Pinedale. Pinedale. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. The plot thickens. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so, so yeah.
2: So that's, that's, that's
0: the story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's good. Um, all right, here's what I want to do. I got just a couple more questions, but then would you guys be interested in being on individually, like over the winter? Because you, yeah. you all three have you all three have more to say, and I, I and I'm interested. So, because you know, keep this about an hour. So I got a couple more questions, basically about nationals, and then um, you know, over the winter time, we'll individually talk
2: okay all right is, is that good
0: with everybody
2: Absolutely. Uh, yeah twist yes.
0: my arm Love to talk it.
1: about adventure racing <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's true so um okay is it different racing with an all-women's team as opposed to a co-ed team yes yes how
1: um i've the leadership dynamic I think is a bit different. I feel like our there's a more of a shared leadership like where you're strong your teammates support you um, I felt like the leadership on a co-ed team kind of stayed consistent with the one person throughout the whole race but I feel really confident and strong in the paddle and I feel like um, Karen and Jess support me in that, and um, then when we when we need to default to somebody, Karen is a great team captain. But also, like if someone has input, she she values it and integrates it. So I I think that the leadership roles are more fluid, and mm-hmm. then I also feel like I don't need to overextend myself. It has been good for me in developing as an adventure racer to be in a race with teammates that I feel like I need to push it. I need to keep up or we're only going to go as fast as we can go. And So sometimes I'll ride things that are kind of outside of my skill set, but I know that we need to move and I'm not going to hold these guys up and I'm not going to be the slow girl. So I'll do things that I have no business doing and I'll just fake it. <laughs> whereas, Fake I, it. right, exactly. I'm like, sweet, I'm a mountain biker today. Watch this. <laughs> um, whereas, we were on that switchback trail that was a lot of large rocks and some rock gardens, and I kept getting jammed up. And in situations uh, on previous teams, I would have felt pressured to
2: mm-hmm.
1: go faster. Whereas, I felt more comfortable to be like ladies i just i need to walk this part or let them know i'm walking or i went over my handlebars at one point i didn't feel rushed to get up it was kind of like take your time get your bearings not that i've had some really really great i'm not saying um my male teammates have been bad i've been great teammates that have been supportive but it's definitely just uh it's different. I don't have a sense of feeling like I need to prove myself as a teammate to Karen and Jess.
0: Yeah. No, that, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I think I even actually understand it. So you did, okay. you did a good job of explaining. <laughs> so, so, but um, in what ways is it the same?
2: <laughs> um, you're, trying, I think you're trying to do your best and win. <laughs> uh, exactly.
1: You you value yeah. your teammates so much that you want to give them your best. That you'll push yourself harder with your teammates than I would by myself. If I was by myself, I would still be in that boulder field. You'd be calling me from the boulder field. I would <laughs> never left it. But if I knew that if I did not get my bike up that field on my own, that I would put more physical strain on one of my teammates. Yeah. That pushes me to do what I need to do myself. So it's like you'll do better. You want the best for your team. I almost think of it as like when I don't want to do stuff around the house, but I want the best for my family. (laughs) So (laughs) my teammates, I want them to have the best race experience. So that means pushing through things and then also encouraging them or when I'm in a dark place, either pushing through it or sometimes letting them know and communicating that. And I think that that's also different about on a female team. I'm way more open about if I'm like, this is hard, I'm unhappy, I need to curse, I need to vent, whereas I kind of just yeah. try to bottle it up more. My <laughs> male teammates will say I don't, but I do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So All right. Well, we're going to get into this a lot more with each of you, but so I got one final question and it was like, and it's, was it cool to have more than? One team, because there was four women's team, right? Yeah, yeah, there was
2: four, and it was really, it was a lot of fun seeing the other female teams out on the course. Um, we were all very encouraging of each other. Every time we'd see one, we'd you know give them high five, say yo, you're awesome, keep going, you know, and give an encouragement. It was so much fun. And um, Stephanie Ross and a couple other folks are putting up more money again for next year and they're trying to get 10 female teams so we're just ecstatic <laughs>
0: so.
1: absolutely absolutely. it's always great to see the girls out and then especially the ones that are local that we race around all year it's great to see that represented at national it's not just that it's all female teams but it's all females from our region which was really mm-hmm. really neat
0: yeah. cool all right, I'm glad this is one of my favorite episodes because I didn't have to talk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we like talking, so uh,
0: <laughs> that, it's um, <laughs> you know, and I'm pretty sure um, people would rather listen to you than me too. So that's a win-win for all of us. So, okay, like um, usual, I got to go take the dog for a hike, give her supper, and then. Uh, Back to the real world So Um Okay One last question For each of you Are you done for the year Racing nope. No
2: No <laughs> <laughs> So big what do you got time. left Yeah the think is coming up And that is the think One of the first qualifiers For next year's um, Nationals And so. that's in November At the Red River Gorge In uh, Kentucky yeah.
0: Well It never ends And now everybody's going to be gunning for you. you got that big number one on your back. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah. We'll just train harder. There you go. All right, just so you know, I uh, sent you all friend requests, so probably um, I'm going to NARS next week, and then when I get back, maybe we'll uh, get in touch with everybody, and we'll uh, we'll chat some more with each one of you because I think people are going to like this. So so thank you all. Thank you. you. Okay, and the internet worked, Skype worked. Uh, We live in a wonderful time. (laughs) (laughs) We do. All right, thanks. Thank you. Bye 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 bye. Good night, girls.
2: Bye night. Bye. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you When I go out Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man
0: who goes along with you And if I get drunk Yes, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you And if I